Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again. Today we are going to do a Debbie mock draft. Haven't done one in a bit, and it is really just diving into Debbie season. So we want to do a quick Debbie mock draft for you. We'll try to go three rounds, kind of see where time um, kind of goes. There's a chance we could squeeze in a fourth. That'd be fun. Um, but but let's just get started here. Um, does anyone care who has the first pick? Obviously, worth, worth mentioning, super flex, tight end, premium. Always. Heavy uh, mock draft. That's how we do it here. We just thought we should probably let you know. Um, so you're like, uh, why did this player get drafted? Well, that's why. Yeah. For all you new listeners out there who joined because we were drafting pet peeves, this is how we do our <laughs> heavy drafts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get it. Uh, well, I'll just go first. Uh, yeah, easiest pick possible. Uh, give me Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC. Uh, he is the best player in this draft. Um, I would trade a lot to get Caleb Williams in any draft. I might be creating a Devi best ball league to see if I can get another really good quarterback and see how much I can give up for Caleb Williams. So, you know, we'll see how that works. But right right now, Caleb Williams is basically a top 12 dynasty quarterback right out of the gate. Like he is now. Um, so I have no problem taking him. Yeah. Now you want, you want the one or two or the one of three? Yeah, I'll take the 102. Right. I'm going to go Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina. Uh, I'm very high on May. I think in a lot of classes he'd be the quarterback one. Uh, you know, big prototypical size. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He's an efficient passer. He's a much better runner on the ground than I think a lot of people give him credit for. His his rushing yard market share was very high this past year. Um I think that he is relatively safe as far as quarterbacks go, and I think the ceiling is pretty high there as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Caleb Williams, if nothing happens to him, is going to be on that Trevor Lawrence level. I'm a little worried about Drake May. I think things should go well, but they, I think they have to go well. He can't regress at all from last year, but both fair picks. At the 103, I will not take a quarterback. I don't think there's one worth taking at this point. But I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, out of the Ohio State University. Um, I, I think it's as safe a pick as you can get. Obviously, the son of Marvin Harrison had a monster year last year, had a monster Rose Bowl the year before. He's on that Jamar Chase, Julio Jones level of receiver talent. 
if for the NFL draft, super athletic. He, he was the top of Bruce Feldman's freak list. So I, I think you could do worse. I, I, I'm always torn. I think I would take him over Drake May right now for the safety. Um, my pick here, we're at 104. Um, we should probably put these picks in the chat, by the way. Yeah. Or if you guys have a recap already done. Um, I'm filling them in, but it's fun. Perfect. That works too. Um, 104. I'm going to take Raheem Sanders, the uh, Rocket Sanders, uh, the running back out of Arkansas. Like, I I think it's real close between him and Trevion Henderson for me. Um, I don't know. I, I like Raheem Sanders. I think he just is the prototypical running back, and he can do everything. Um, could have gone tight end here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and take Raheem Sanders. Yeah, uh, I like that pick. He's my top running back as well. Uh, however, I'm not going to go Henderson. I'm going to go Nick Singleton running back out of Penn State. You're younger than uh, than Henderson is, but I think he's a little bit safer. He hasn't dealt with injuries, uh, which with which uh, Henderson did this past year in college. He was very, very good as a freshman running back at Penn State, leading that backfield, and um, he was the top recruit in the country. He's big. I think he's he's up over 220 pounds. He's he's very athletic. He has receiving ability. He's efficient as a receiver. Uh, he's probably has the most upside of this top tier of running backs that we're talking about. Um, it's it's picking. Uh, it's very close. All these guys are are pretty close in a tier, but I, I think he has the most upside. Man, that makes this makes this tough. Um, that's a good pick. I think at the. 106. I am going to go tight end. I'm going to take Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia here. I I just think he is absolutely dynamic, not just as a receiver, but he's running the football and running 50 yards down the field. I think he ultimately can be what we want, kind of wanted Kyle Pitts to be this all around actual weapon that can get the receptions to be a PPR monster because he he does everything so well. So I, I like Bowers. I think because uh, he's a tight end doesn't mean you should bypass him. I like him a lot. Like he's going to be worth more than Pitts was like going into the season. Yeah. Um, 107, I would have been fine with Bowers or Trevian Henderson here. I like both. Um, I think Trevian Henderson, Nelly doesn't think he's that safe. I do. Uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, an injured Trevian Henderson last year. Like, I know it's difficult to like go back and look at what he did his freshman season, um, but he was so good. He was he was a really really good player. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 107. Um, and I'll if if these were the picks I had, and I somehow got the top two running backs of the 24 class and Caleb Williams, like I would be through the roof right now. Yeah, no, I I don't blame you. That would be a very strong start. Um, 108, I'll go with the last running back of the top tier in my eyes. That's uh, Quinchon Judkins out of Ole Miss. Same year as Nick Singleton, so these guys are 2025 draft eligible. Uh, Judkins kind of came out of nowhere. You know, he was a a high three-star recruit, 
came in and played instantly at Ole Miss. And that was a talented backfield. They had Zach Evans, obviously. They also brought in a transfer from SMU, whose name's escaping my mind, who was pretty good at SMU. So beat out strong competition and put up over 1,500 rushing yards as a freshman. Also caught 15 balls as a true freshman. I mean, just uber productive. And, and I don't see that changing moving forward. The 109, I'm going to take Amika Buka, wide receiver out of the Ohio State University. I'll take both Ohio State receivers in this draft. That's usually a, a recipe for fantasy success in the NFL at this point. Uh, I think Buka playing that JSN role last year had a lot of success. Maybe not the explosive Jackson Smith and Jigba numbers, but top recruit again. Very solid. I think he's going to get more opportunities this year. And looks like in a weak receiver class, that, that Agbuka could be a first-round pick along with Harrison. I think that's worth taking at the 109. 110 for me. I'm going to take Arch Manning, the uh, incoming freshman to Texas. Um, this is just a value play. I think if you, if you think about all the 24s that are going to be out of this class, right, um, there's just a couple 25s and some really, really good freshman quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to take Arch Manning here. I think he has a great chance for a value gain. And sure, you're spending a good bit on him in your Debbie startup, but I think you're going to be able to get more for him next year than what you paid now. Yeah. No, I think that's a smart value pick. Uh, 111, I'm going to go Braylon Allen, running back out of Wisconsin. Uh, he's 24 eligible, so most likely one more year in college than he's off to the draft. Um Allen's massive. Um, we just haven't seen that much from him up until this point in terms of doing anything other than just running the ball downhill uh, because that's how Wisconsin's offense has worked historically. But uh, there's a lot of intrigue there because they obviously bring in Luke Fickle. They bring in a new offense, um, a little bit more shotgun. Camp reports are that he's been working on his pass blocking. He's been involved in the passing game. He's He's been – uh, running the ball out of shotgun a little bit more. I think these are all things that'll be good for him in terms of developing his overall skill set to uh, refine his talent to be a, a top NFL pick. The one tell well, I'm going to go with Malachi Nelson, the quarterback at USC, no relation to uh, Michael Nelson in on this podcast. Uh, look, if you're going to draft quarterbacks, draft anyone that starts, for Ryan Day at Ohio State, Nick Saban in Alabama, Lincoln Riley now at USC, right? I mean, that, that's that's almost instant draft capital if they're playing for one of them. Malachi Nelson is going to sit a year behind Caleb Williams, and just like Caleb Williams did uh, for, you know, Spencer Rattler stunk, so it worked out that he got in there sooner. But so that was essentially the plan for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Nelson's going to do the same thing. He'll come in. He'll be a first-round pick. 112, I'll take that. Shane, you want to recap the first round for us? Absolutely. The 101 was Caleb Williams, quarterback USC. 102, Drake May, quarterback North Carolina. 103, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, The Ohio State University. 104, Raheem Sanders, running back out of Arkansas. 105, Nick Singleton, running back Penn State. 106, Brock Bowers, tight end Georgia. 107, Travion Henderson, running back The Ohio State. 108, Quinchon Judkins, running back, Mississippi. 109, Amika Buka, wide receiver, The Ohio State. 110, Arch Manning, quarterback, Texas. 111, Braylon Allen, running back, Wisconsin. 112, Malachi Nelson, quarterback at USC.
so I'm just going to kick it off in round two with a with a pick that doesn't feel good, right? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rip that bandaid off. I'm going to take Quinn Ewers, the quarterback at Texas. Um, now I I get Nelly's face. I know this is just a, a audio podcast, but Nelly uh, visibly scoffed. Um, and I, I get it, right? Like Quinn Ewers didn't play well last year, uh, and then when he actually did start to figure it out against Alabama, gets hurt, right? Like a lot of things going against Quinn Ewers right now, right? Um, but my hope is that things continue to improve at Texas. Uh, you have a great wide receiver that will be picked probably next, maybe. Um, you have a great tight end who will probably be picked at some point in this draft. Like, I think the the assumption is that Quinn Ewers starts the whole season. And if he starts the whole season at Texas and Texas wins, I don't know, 10, 9, 10 games, Quinn Ewers is entering the NFL draft. Uh, so that's my assumption. Um, I want it to work out for Quinn. I get it. There's certainly a path. I just think right now he's more on the Will Levis path than the CJ Stroud Bryce Young path. It's super risky. Yeah, but the tools are there. That's more what I mean. Um, but thank you for reminding me about Xavier Worthy because I had someone else queued up because I forgot that Xavier Worthy was available. Um, I'm going him at 202, wide receiver out of Texas. Uh, I think he has been uh, super slept on this offseason coming off a week's second season at Texas. Uh, I get it in part. In part, He didn't play well this year. He had a lot of drops, but he dealt with injuries. He dealt with poor quarterback play, uh, and he still put up 750 yards, right? Like that's a bad season. Everyone agrees it was a bad season by him. And yet it was still pretty solid. And this, this is coming off of an incredible freshman season. One of the best freshman seasons we've seen in the past 10 years from, from a wide receiver. So uh, I think it's once he's healthy, if quarterback play improves, I think we much more, it's much more likely we see freshman years, if you're worthy than sophomore years, if you're worthy and freshman years, if you're worthy is a first round NFL pick. Yeah, I'm mad now because I I was hoping you would pass on Xavier Worthy so I could steal him from under you. Um, but that's fine. So I had two guys lined up at the 203. Uh, I'm going to take Donovan Edwards, the running back out of Michigan. I think we're going to have a big debate of Donovan Edwards versus Blake Corum coming into this year with Corum going back to school after the injury. I feel more confident Donovan Edwards is the better NFL player. We saw him dominate Ohio State. In that game, he dominated Purdue in the Big Ten Championship and then was really the offense against TCU in a game that they probably should have won, making big plays. He also played well against Penn State, averaged over seven yards a carry, uh, and he can catch the football. Like, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. I think Donovan Edwards for Michigan is going to have – he's going to have a huge year and really jump up these rankings. Um, my next guy is basically the uh, best chance I think we have to – someone that might not be as well-known going into the first round of the uh, 2024 NFL draft. That's Troy Franklin, the wide receiver out of Oregon. He's just really good. Oregon's going to continue to put up a crazy amount of offensive production. I think Troy Franklin is 
is the catalyst of that offense. I think um, he continues to to succeed. Um, I think he has basically everything you could want in in a wide receiver. Six three, just a big guy. Sure, you can see he's a little skinny. He's 178 pounds. I think by the time the uh, NFL draft or the combine rolls around, we probably see him closer to about buck 80, buck 85. Um, but I'll I'll take him here. I think he is going to uh, absolutely explode, and he played well last year. Yeah, I like Franklin. Uh, two five. I'll go quarterback. I'm taking Drew Lar out of Penn State. Second year guy. One of the top recruits this past year was a uh, was a five star. Um, he's kind of in that toolsy uh, mold. He's big. He's got a strong arm. He's pretty athletic. Um, you know, like bull comp is is Josh Allen that sort of thing. And you know, the NFL loves that. But he has a chance to really go out and be put up a strong season at Penn State. You know, they brought in a bunch of transfers. Um, they've brought in some strong recruits in the past couple of years. Uh, I think Dante Cephas out of Kent State will be his top receiver there this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he is my favorite in the 25 class to be the quarterback one. I, I think it's it's pretty wide open at this point, but I think he is the most likely to to seize that that role. Well, we're going to go back-to-back Nittany Lions here. So at the 206, I'm going to take Keytron Allen, the running back at Penn State. Uh, I think he's criminally underrated. I don't think he's that much worse than Nick Singleton as a player. He's a better receiver. I flashed some success, especially at the, the goal line, the red zone. Had a couple big games in there against some of the weaker defenses. I think we see that pick up. Actually, had more carries than Nick Singleton did this past season. I think Keytron Allen... Looks like an NFL player. He, he's built. He's tough. He can catch. He kind of does everything you want. Uh, I, I think two or six. He should be going higher than that. I don't know if I could take him much higher than that, but I think I think he will be uh, next year. At two or seven, I'm going to take Branson Robinson, the running back at Georgia. I think if you look at like who has the best chance to be kind of in this in this next tier, right of of 25 running backs with with you know Quinchon Judkins and Nick Singleton, I think it's Branson Robinson. Um, so I'm going to take him here. I think he's just an absolute beast. And if if we continue to see just other hurt Georgia running backs, like Branson Robinson's just going to run all over. Yeah, good pick. I was considering him if he made it to me. Uh, I'll go a different running back. First of the incoming freshman class, I'm going to go Cedric Baxter uh, playing for Texas. Um, that backfield's pretty wide open. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Brooks. Um, I know some people like Jadon Blue, but the fact of the matter is they're losing Bijan Robinson, they're losing Roshan Johnson, um, and Cedric Baxter is the top incoming running back. He's big, he's athletic, he can catch the ball. He was super productive in high school. I think the expectation there is that he will be the starter uh, at some point, maybe by end of year, maybe to start next year. But um, he is he's by far the best running back in this incoming freshman class. Yeah, I'm going to go the 209. I was, was kind of hoping Branson Robinson would be there. Um, I'm going to go with Cade Klubnik, the quarterback out of Clemson. Now he talked about Drew Allar as potentially the number one quarterback in that 2025 class. I think 
Cade Klubnik definitely has the talent to be there. Uh, they're bringing in Garrett Riley coming from, from, you know, TCU um, to come in and remake this system. I think it's going to be a much more quarterback friendly system. I think it's going to be a much more offensive friendly system. Looks like Dabo Sweeney's taking a step back from the offense. Klubnik would fit this to a team. Mean, he's, Max Duggan, if Max Duggan were like good in an NFL quarterback, um, I think Klubnik can command this offense. They have good weapons. They have another offensive player that's going to go pretty soon. Um, I, I think Klubnik's going to be the quarterback one in 2025. I would prefer if Davos Boutini would take a step back from college football. Uh, but, look, I, uh, I'd be down too. So. At, at 210, I'm going to take uh, just an exceptional wide receiver, Evan Stewart, the wide receiver at Texas A&M. Uh, just a stud of a player. Um, I think if you look at the wide receiver class of 2025, I think the best chance is that you see Evan Stewart at the top of it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get that guy now. And like, yeah, it doesn't feel great ever taking skill players from A&M. Uh, but I think Evan Stewart is a little bit different. Um, I think he's just so incredibly safe as a player. Uh, pretty, pretty solid bid to get a top 50 draft capital yeah i love stewart that's where i was going um i'll pivot still wide receiver zachariah branch and coming from wide receiver to usc um kind of a similar situation to my last pick where branch seems to be the consensus wide receiver one coming in a little bit undersized but absolutely electric probably will return punts starting on day one um, and we'll, we'll get onto the field very early. And um, the spotlight that's going to be on USC with Caleb Williams is is cannot be understated. And so if Zachariah Branch as a freshman comes out and performs right away, he's going to be shooting up uh, mock draft boards for his draft. I think he's the favorite right now to be the top wide receiver. At the 212, maybe, maybe this is a homer pick, but I'm going to take Kyle McCord, the quarterback uh, of The Ohio State University. It's risky because if he loses the job, he's in a competition with Devin Brown. Kyle McCord loses the job. This pick is sunk. If he wins the job, he's not going to be around at the 212 anymore because he's the starting quarterback at Ohio State. All right, so I'm playing the lottery here. I think he's ahead in the competition. I think it's still close. If Kyle McCord starts at Ohio State, the precedent says Ryan Day quarterback, first-round pick. That's worth taking at the 212. No, you're right. You want to recap round two, Shane? At 201, Quinn Ewers, quarterback, Texas. 202, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver, Texas. 203, Donovan Edwards, running back, Michigan. 204, Troy Franklin, wide receiver, Oregon. 205, Drew Alar, quarterback, Penn State. 206, Keytron Allen, running back, Penn State. 207, Branson Robinson, running back, Georgia. 208, Cedric Baxter, running back, Texas. 209, Kate Klubnik, quarterback, Clemson. 210, Evan Stewart, wide receiver, Texas A&M. 211, Zachariah Branch, wide receiver, USC. And 212, Kyle McCord, quarterback, the Ohio State University. I thought that would give me some time to help me make this pick. And there's just so many different ways that I can go. In my eyes, I'm going to take who I feel is the safest at this position or at this uh, pick. So I'm going to take Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU here. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel great, but I think he's the safest in terms of like accruing, not 
probably not the safest in terms of accruing value, but out of the 24 players, right, accruing value between now and his and his NFL draft spot. Um, so I'm going to take Neighbors at throw 301. Yeah, I really like Neighbors as well. Um, I was considering him if you didn't take him. Uh, Why instead, are Nelly and I thinking similarly? You guys are on right, right on here. Doesn't feel good. It's either a really good thing or more likely a really bad thing. Um, I don't know if you like my next pick. I'm going Will Shipley running back out of Clemson. Um, it doesn't feel good, but I think this is good value for him. I think he is uh, almost boring, if that makes sense, but he's the starting running back on a very strong team, is a former five-star recruit, has solid size, is a good receiver out of the backfield, has a good production, is presumably going to be in an even stronger offense this year. Like, this the, the he checks all the boxes and yet he's unexciting. But I mean early early third round, I mean, I think that's that's good value. I've been considering him since the two oh nine. I think the Debbie community is underrating Will Shipley, so I think that's a great pick. Uh three oh three. I'm gonna take the other tight end in this draft. I'm gonna take Jatavian Sanders, the tight end out of Texas. I think in a tight end premium, taking an athletic tight end like Sanders who has, you know, came in as an athlete, has been kind of around the horn here for Texas, but has flashed the production, basically being the top receiving option last year. I think he's going to come into the NFL, be a top 50 pick, and I think it's worth taking third round if you if you get that kind of uh, upside. At the 304, I'm going to take Dante Moore, the quarterback at UCLA. I just think of the quarterbacks remaining in that class, I think he not only has the highest upside, um, but I believe he's also the youngest of the ones remaining. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side on that. Also, I think UCLA has the most open um, quarterback room to me. So I'm going to go uh, Dante Moore here. Yeah, that's a good pick. It's seeming more and more likely that he's going to win that job, which is unfortunate for me and all the other Colin Schley fanboys out there. Um, I'll go Barry and Brown, wide receiver at Kentucky. He's my wide receiver, too, in that class, in the 2025 NFL draft class. He's very slim, right? I think he's like 100, 160 pounds, if I remember correctly, like lighter than Devontae Smith, but had a very strong freshman season. Um I mean, honestly helped out Will Levis with a lot of yak on, on short catches. Um, blazing speed, incredible returner. I think that's like his best asset as of now, as you can see the weapon that he provides when he's returning the ball. He's just very good with the ball in his hands. I think he's going to develop as a receiver and hopefully put on some weight. The 306, I'm going to take Nico Iam Aliava, the quarterback out of Tennessee. Freshman coming in was kind of hyped up because of the NIL deals he was getting at Tennessee. Um, he's not going to start. Joe Milton, the long time, I feel like he's been in college football for like a decade. Uh, formerly in Michigan is going to start and has big upside. But, you know, give me a quarterback. It's going to eventually be a five-star quarterback. It's going to eventually start in a Josh Heupel offense. Seems pretty good to me to take that bet. So I think in this third round range, some of those freshman five-star quarterbacks are worth taking a chance on. Uh, that was going to be my pick. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna go relatively safe here again, or what I feel like is safe. You know, I think when we look at kind of top fifty wide receivers, um, I think one of those players that fits that mold is uh, Roma Adunze, the uh, wide receiver out of Washington. Like I think he's just a really really solid receiver. Started outperforming Jalen McMillan, who's also a very good wide receiver. Um, Michael Pinnock still a quarterback. I think things look good for Washington. Um, so I'm going to take him here. I think I think he's, you know, you feel free to correct me, Shane, but, like, he feels in line for, like, a top 50, top 75 pick if he just does the exact same thing as last year. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, 308, I'm going to go Jackson Arnold, uh, the last of the five quarterbacks incoming in this current class. He's he's going to Oklahoma. Kind of similar situation to a lot of the other guys we talked about. He's going to sit for a year behind Dylan Gabriel. Then he's presumably the starter going forward. Another one of those situations where Jeff Levy offense is a very strong college offense. Jackson Arnold's got a good tool set. He's the most athletic of the quarterbacks in the, of the five-star quarterbacks in this class. Um and I, five-star quarterbacks are just generally good bets to make. At the 309, I, I got to take Nelly's boy, I guess. I, I thought he would take him by now. And I'm going to take Connor Wakeman, the quarterback of Texas A&M. Nelly's started to sell me a bit more on Wakeman's going to start for Texas A&M. He has Evan Stewart. Um, he has a good offensive line in front of him. He, had, he showed and flashed, I think, some NFL talent last year. So we talk about the 2025 quarterback class. I think Wigman, you know, stepped down from Alara and Klubnik, but could be could be right there as a potential first round pick. I guess I'm gonna make a Shane pick here. I'm gonna take Jalen yeah. Milrow, the quarterback out of Alabama. I think everything that you said for Kyle McCord, you can say the exact same thing for Jalen Milrow, right? Now, obviously, the difference is Ohio State just has a better offense than. Uh, Alabama, but um, I think Alabama is always going to be competitive, and the quarterback of any Nick Saban offense is going to find good draft capital. Um, so I'll take him here, and there's a chance, too, that he Jalen Milrow never stays on my team until the NFL draft. Right? If they want to name him the starter, I'm probably going to just ship him off right away and try to upgrade a different position or, or get some more picks or something like that. But the value I think is too good at the three ten right now. Three eleven. I'm going to go Luther Burden, wide receiver at Missouri, who I've only ever talked negatively about. Um, and I actually, I got into an argument on Twitter about Luther Burden because someone took him in the first round of a debut draft. And I think that's too early. Um, but it, it came to the point where it was like, like, how low would you take him? And I said, well, not that low. And it's because while I don't like him, I am smart enough to realize that I don't really know what I'm talking about. And there are a lot of smart people that really like Luther Burden. So this is kind of me hedging my bets there. Um, he was last year's top incoming wide receiver. Um, he had an okay freshman season. I was looking for more than okay, considering he's playing at Missouri. Um, but he did a little bit of everything. He ran the ball a lot there. Uh, he returned kicks there. He returned punts there. He had almost 500 receiving yards. Uh, the hope and the expectation, if I'm taking him at this cost, is that he he takes a massive step forward uh, this year, which I think is possible. 
It's, it's a good pick. It's about time for him to go. Um, at the 312, I feel like I take this guy every draft uh, that we do. <laughs> I'll take him again here. I'm going to take Blake Corum, the running back out of Michigan. Uh, like He was a Heisman contender last year. He's short, but not necessarily small. I think he's like an extremely safe pick because the production is there. And so I think it, it gets him plus I think the athleticism will be there. I think it gets him into day two. At this point, I, I, it's just a safe pick you can make. A guy that's probably going to contribute to your NFL fantasy roster instead of taking a dart throw. Shane, you want to recap those for us while I try to figure out my first pick of a really fast fourth round? Yeah, oh, nice. Uh, 301, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU. 302, Will Shipley, running back Clemson. 303, Jatavian Sanders, tight end Texas. 304, Dante Moore, quarterback UCLA. 305, Barion Brown, wide receiver Kentucky. 306, Nico Ayam Aliava, quarterback Tennessee. 307, Romeo Dunze, wide receiver Washington. 308, Jackson Arnold, quarterback USC. 309, Connor Wegman, quarterback Texas A&M. 310, Jalen Milrow, quarterback Alabama. 311, Luther Burden, wide receiver Missouri. 312, Blake Corum, running back out of Michigan. At the 401, we'll just do a real quick fourth round. I'm going to take Dominic Lovett, the wide receiver out of Georgia. Um, yeah, you made me change my mind there. I'm going to go Dorian Singer, wide receiver, now at USC. I was between those two. Yeah, at the 403, I am going to take Trevor Etienne, running back out of Florida. Yeah, that was my other pick. Shambles. Um, At the 404, I'm going to take Ted McMillan. Now, this pick doesn't feel super great, um, but he's the wide receiver out of Arizona. Well, take someone else then, because that's who okay. I was going with. Cool. <laughs> Look, you guys are lockstep today. <laughs> uh, I'll instead go Antonio Williams, second-year wide receiver out of Clemson. Slot-only guy, but very productive as a freshman. Ooh, all right. I, I'm going to go, I guess, old main quarterback here. I'm going to take Bo Nix, the quarterback out of Oregon at the 406. Uh, 407, I'm going to take Trey Benson, the running back out of Florida State. I think he's just a really solid pick to some, accrue some value for your uh, Debbie team. Um, I will go – I think this is the first time I've ever drafted him. I'm going to go Devin Brown, quarterback at Ohio State. I think the last time we did the Debbie mock we talked about – or when we talked about the quarterbacks in, in the 20, uh, 25 class specifically, we talked about – how he is a pretty insulated value right now. Worst case scenario, he loses the job and he's in line to win it the following year at Ohio State. 409, I'm going to take the CFF darling, Devontae Walker, wide receiver, North Carolina, filling that Josh Downs role there. That's a good pick. Um, 410, I'm going to take a uh, freshman wide receiver. I'm going to take Brandon Innes, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Ooh, I'm going to go with a different freshman wide receiver. And I have no idea about anything when it comes to freshmen. But by all accounts, this guy is one of the top receivers. He's big and he's fast. Jerry and Dickey at, at Oregon. They need weapons there. Bo Nix is going to be good outside of Troy Funk, and they have no one. I think he could play instantly. Before 12, I'm going to take a freshman wide receiver. <laughs> I'm going to take Carnell Tate, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's already lost the black stripe. 
Brandon is still in high school and Tate's already playing with the college boys. Yeah, he's been killing it. Great camp reports. Yeah. Shane, you want to recap this one and then teach us something? Yeah. Uh, 401 is Dominic Lovett, wide receiver Georgia. 402, Dorian Singer, wide receiver USC. 403, Trevor Etienne, running back Florida. 404 is Tet McMillan, wide receiver Arizona. 405, Antonio Williams, wide receiver Clemson. 406, Bo Nix, quarterback Oregon. 407, Trey Benson, running back Florida State. 408, Devin Brown, quarterback the Ohio State University. 409, Tez Walker, wide receiver North Carolina. 410, Braden Ennis, wide receiver the Ohio State. 411, Jurian Dickey, wide receiver Oregon. And 412, Carnell Tate, the Ohio State. For my, my history minute today, uh, I always love teaching about ways that the CIA botched something during the Cold War is one of my favorite topics. Um, so this is one of my favorites is Operation Acoustic Kitty, uh, where the CIA basically paid a, a veterinary surgical team to implant a, a radio transmitter at the base of the skull of a cat and then like a wire uh, th through its fur so it could translate, basically, you know, listen in on conversations. Um, cost about $20 million to work this out and, and train this cat and get it to happen. And the goal was to kind of eavesdrop outside the Soviet embassy in Washington, D.C. during the Cold War. And so the as the rumor goes, they released the cat, uh, D.C., downtown, and uh, it immediately got hit by a taxi and died. <laughs> Um, of course the CIA denies that this is the case, uh, but there's some decent evidence that like they did this, the operations is public and they just lost $20 million because the cat got run over by a taxi. <laughs> Very DC of, of that cat to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I love, I love the CIA failures are always fun. <laughs> I'll go first on my buys and sells. I think if you're a competing team uh, in your dynasty league or even Debbie league, like one person I would look to buy is Adam Thielen. Like I realize that he's old, but he's also super, super cheap. Um, if you can get some solid production for a third round pick, like I'll take that. Um, especially as we're starting 10, 11, 12 uh, players, people like Adam Thielen get more and more important to your team. Um, my sell is someone that uh, people want to hype up since he people think he's like a really good player. And that's Irv Smith, uh, the tight end now for the Bengals. Like, I just don't get it. Like, uh, if people want to trade for him, like, I'll I don't have any more shares, but I would almost acquire one to trade him away, you know, like. You can get you could get him added on to a deal, and, and people would almost trade him for a second in the tight end premium league. It's absolutely wild. Um, my unknown stock um, right now is Dane Key, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. Like you could say, like the whole Kentucky offense. I feel like that's fair. Like I don't know if the offense is prepared to a be better. Um, be like have another arm other than Will Levis even um, now that he's gone like they got to figure something out 
and they struggle to move the ball like 60% of the time, it feels like. Um, and then the other time, like, Will Levis could get the ball downfield. Uh, the offense of, of bubble screens and then throw it deep doesn't seem to, like, be that effective. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen really with all of Kentucky, but I think an offensive change hurts Dane Key more than it hurts Barry and Brown. I think it's good. I, I, I like Dane Key, but I think it's a good points on that offense. Um, my, mine are relating to rookies. I think this is a good time where if you're in a Debbie league, you want to buy or sell some of the rookies before the draft happens, right? And we had the, the beast come out by Dane Brugler on the athletic, um, which I think is he's very keyed in on the NFL draft. And not as many fantasy people maybe are reading it as say the RSP by Matt Waldman. I think you can take some of what you know what uh, Brugler has and use it. So uh, a buy for me is Jonathan Mingo, the receiver out of Mississippi. Um, Dane has him as a third round pick. I've mocked him in the third round of the Steelers. I think he he's a big slot. That's interesting. Has some deeper devies has gone in the past. There was some hype with him early in his career. So he's rostered in a lot of those leagues. I'd like to buy him. My, my sales, Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, I'll keep pounding the table. Like he's not going in the top 100. I think it's, I'd be pretty surprised if he goes day two at this point. And I think undrafted is not out of the realm of possibility. Dane has him in the fourth round. Sell him. People are still taking him round two of rookie mocks. Like you got to sell him now if you have Kishon Butte. You have to. And my unknown is uh, Sean Tucker. Uh, Dane has him in the fifth round in the Beast. Um, you know, I, I still like him. I think he's fast and athletic, but did not really get to work out. And that's what we needed for him probably to, to get noticed by the NFL. So Sean Tucker is probably firmly in day three. Uh, you know, I don't know if you could sell them for anything like day two capital would be do it, but I, I don't know if people are, you know, doing that right now. And maybe you just got to hope for a good landing spot and pray. Yeah. My, uh, mine are actually also in relation to the beast. Um, I guess my cell is Sean Tucker. He's an unknown for you. I think he fits into the Keishan Butte category of, um, it, assuming the draft capital is close to what's projected at this point by people who are in the know, he's never going to be more valuable than he is right now with people that still believe that the draft capital will come. Um, he, he, All we got out of him was a workout video that he recorded and dropped his GoPro in before showing the time. So um, <laughs> do with that what you will. Uh, my buy is, is Tank Bigsby running back out of Auburn. Um, was like a Debbie darling early on and has just kind of become boring. I talked about that a little bit with Will Shipley earlier, but Bigsby's kind of similar where he does a lot of things well, but he's not elite at any one thing. Um, and so people have kind of overlooked him, but he's, he sounds like he's uh, concretely in uh, day two. So, I mean, if you could flip Sean Tucker for tank Bigsby, that's something that I would, I would explore um, or something similar. Um, my unknown, another running back, Kendrick Miller out of TCU. Uh, has just been kind of a, a weird process for him because he he hurt his MCL in the semis against uh, Michigan and so hasn't been able to work out uh, really at all. Um, and so that's kind of left a big unknown on his profile 
in terms of his athletic ability. And so who knows what happens draft capital-wise. It sounds like he's someone who might go day two, someone who might go day three. I think that is going to be relatively crucial in terms of the opportunities he gets early in his career. Um, I'm a fan of his, but again, like I think if he goes day three, there will be people who value him more than I do um, based on their priors from his profile. So just prepare to be elastic with him uh, as, as the draft uh, happens. That is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Make sure you join the uh, Discord. We're going to be doing some uh, additional Devi drafts in there, so make sure you hop in. Uh, and we'll be talking about the NFL draft, too, as that gets closer and, and kind of talking about our reactions and stuff to fantasy, fantasy uh, implications during the NFL draft. So check that out. But that is it for the three of us. Thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.